right. That's right. Who can be against us? Amen. Good, good to have you tonight. God bless you, you and Caleb. Praise the Lord. And uh, brother, brother Bobby had a kidney transplant. How many years ago? Six years. My wife celebrated one year anniversary on the twelfth of April. And uh, boy, I tell you, the Lord is good, isn't He? Praise God, He is so good. And uh, Amen. We want to remind you also too that um, uh, Brother Andy mentioned next Sunday is Mother's Day. We're going to be honoring our moms next Sunday. We'll have some uh, some gifts to give away. We've got something for every mother for next Sunday. So moms, you come and bring kids and grandkids and come and be a part of our celebration of Mother's Day next Sunday. And uh, then we get to celebrate the dads in, in June. Amen. So uh, looking forward to that. And then the following Sunday after Mother's Day on May 15th, Brother Rod Vincent will be with us. Evangelist Rod Vincent, the Raging Cajun will be here and uh, we all love brother rod he has been coming to abundant life church for <coughs> a number of years actually i think the first revival that we had uh, after we started the church over in the uh we got over in the 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 what we call the warehouse worship center when we was down the street here um brother rod we hadn't had an evangelist come in i didn't know you know just starting the church what the offerings would be or anything like that and uh, brother rod did our uh, he had preached revivals for brother skiles and brother gray and and uh, different ones and he did our men's retreat that one summer and uh, he came to me and uh, and asked you know if he could come and, and do a revival for us and I said well we you know we're we're a, we're a young church and he said that doesn't matter and uh, so anyway brother Rod came and has blessed us about every year since then and been with us so he's going to be here the 15th of May for Sunday morning and Sunday night services. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So you come and be a part of that as well. Um, and uh, he, he, will, he will bless you with the Word of God. Brother Rod, he deals with uh, a lot of current issues and things and links everything with the Word of God. And um, he's a blessing to the church. So you don't want to miss those services, okay? Praise the Lord. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Colossians. I'm not going to, I'm not, my plans are just to be very brief tonight. And, uh, of course, that's usually always my plans. But, um, but I just want to share a thought with you from the book of Colossians. I'm going to read one verse, very familiar verse of Scripture from the second chapter of Colossians. And uh, it's verse number 15. And you can quote this. 
We mention it many times, but this is such a powerful verse of Scripture. Colossians chapter 2. Did I tell you what chapter? Chapter 2 of Colossians and verse number 15. And it says this, And speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Let me read that again. And having spoiled the Lord Jesus Christ, having spoiled principalities and powers, which are the rulers of darkness, the fallen angels, the powers of darkness, demon spirits, and Satan himself, Jesus spoiled those principalities. He made an, a show of them openly and triumphed over them in it or in his death on the cross. And I want to uh, deal tonight for just a few moments with the thought, the stripping, the shaming, and the subduing of the devil. He has been stripped he has been shamed by Jesus, and he has been subdued in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you tonight for your spirit, your presence here in this house. We thank you for your blessings that you have given us throughout the day today. And, Lord, for the, the wonderful presence of God and the service this morning and here again on this Sunday evening and I ask you for your anointing that you will help me to minister tonight and and teach and minister your word to your people and we'll give you the praise and the glory for all things in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said amen and amen the stripping the shaming and subduing of the devil this is a very, very powerful passage of Scripture. And, and in this verse, Paul is trying to paint a mental picture for this church at Colossae. For these believers here in this church, he's trying to get them to understand something. And they uh, are familiar with what he's trying to describe here. And in this verse, he gives a description. When we read this verse of Scripture, we sometimes we think we, we, it's hard for us to figure, well, what exactly was Paul referring to or what was he talking about? But the church there at Colossae knew exactly what the apostle was talking about when he penned this verse and when they read this. Because it's a description in this verse of Scripture of a military tradition that took place when an enemy was defeated. When a triumphant general would lead, uh, would defeat an enemy, he would lead a parade of victory, and that conquering general would ride in his chariot with behind him the conquered army and the conquered king and officers that he had defeated, led in chains behind his chariot, totally and completely defeated these officers were were being were, were led in this 
parade and this triumphant march by this conquering general to show and to exhibit their total and complete defeat. It was a picture of not just a partial victory, but he was letting everyone know that there had been a complete and total victory over the enemy that he had been in conflict with. And in this picture, the Lord Jesus Christ, the general that is spoken of here and that is pictured in this verse is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that conquering general. Hallelujah. And the principalities and the powers that are spoken of here are those defeated enemies, those powers of darkness that are put on display before the universe at the cross of Calvary totally, completely, and forever defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I want you to know that's something to shout about tonight. This is something that the enemy, listen, this is something that Satan hopes that nobody ever finds out about. But it's right here in the Word of God, the complete and total, complete and total defeat of Satan. There are some today that teach that the cross was the place of the defeat of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some have gotten away from preaching the cross. And I remember some years back there were some churches that said we won't sing any more songs about the cross. We won't have any crosses on display within our churches anymore. We won't talk about what happened at Calvary because they said Calvary was a place of defeat. They said we need to get away from the cross and get to the resurrection but as I explained to you on Easter Sunday that the cross and the resurrection are inseparable they all they both go together like a hand in a glove come on amen but there has been those in the past that have said well let's get away from the cross we don't want to preach that because that was the place of Christ's defeat but but I'm going to tell you something tonight ladies and gentlemen Paul preached the cross not as being a place of Christ's defeat but Paul presents the the cross as being the chariot of Christ's victory praise God because it was there at that old rugged cross where there has been by the Lord Jesus Christ a spoiling and an open showing and a triumph over the enemy oh that's why the devil trembles at the name of Jesus. That's why Satan trembles at the thought of the cross of Jesus. That's why you and I have to know and understand what was done at that cross because that's where your victory is tonight is in what Jesus has done there. Satan doesn't want you to know what happened there. He wants to try to keep that a secret. He doesn't want you to know that there at Calvary he was stripped and shamed and subdued but all these three things are something that the church must be made aware of today 
And we may know it, but we must be reminded of it over and over. For when Jesus died on Calvary and paid that sin debt, hallelujah, he paralyzed the powers of darkness and made them ineffective against the church, against the believer, against the child of God. Hallelujah. You have one that's living on the inside of you tonight. That is greater than he that is in the world. There's victory through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, go ahead and give him a praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, these are the three things that Satan does not want you to know about, but three things that we want to to make you aware of or to remind you of tonight. And the first one is where he said, and having spoiled principalities and powers. Those words, having spoiled, the Greek word, that is translated having spoiled means literally means to strip the clothes off of another. It means to undress or to disrobe someone. And here it refers to the stripping off of regal garments. See, when a king was was triumphed over and um, uh, by another, that it was a customary thing to strip that defeated king of all of his medals of all of his ribbons of all of his clothing and of all of his armor that defeated king was totally stripped by the one who had conquered him his armor was all completely taken away from him and Paul is revealing here that Jesus has done this very thing to Satan to the powers of darkness that Satan he's telling us here and showing to this church at Colossae and to us as well that Satan has been stripped by the Lord Jesus Christ of all of the authority that was given unto him turned over to him by Adam in the fall there in the garden of Eden God had given Adam as we all know dominion he had given Adam authority but Adam through his fall and the high treason that he committed against God turned that authority over to Satan but I want you to know that when Jesus came and died on the cross of Calvary he came to undo everything Adam did in that garden glory be to God forever hallelujah and Satan tonight stands before us totally stripped of all of his authority through the power of the blood of Jesus I want you to know something tonight saints that Satan is not the pompous general dressed in royal attire and shining armor that he wants you to believe he is he is not the mighty powerful majestic Lord that he wants you to believe that he is because Jesus your Lord your master has stripped him of that authority and of that armor and of that power hallelujah and he has no power to rule or reign or control your life anymore as a child of God all the authority of the enemy is broken off of 
my life and your life. We don't need to be letting the devil run roughshod over us, conquering us, defeating us, overcoming us. I mentioned, was it was it last week? You know, I was talking about the old testimony services we used to have in the churches, and then people would testify, you know, and, and sometimes those testimony services would turn out to be... Uh, more of a test, a praise service for the enemy because people would get up and they'd begin to talk about how bad things were in their life. That's not a testimony, amen. A testimony is when you're giving glory to God. But they would testify and, and it's been said over and over, you know, the one lady testified and she said, oh, the devil has been after me all day. Bless his holy name. She got her praise mixed up, you know, a little bit, but it sounded like she was giving glory to the enemy. I want you to know something tonight. Hallelujah. If the devil's on your trail, you need to take the authority that's been given to you by the Lord Jesus that was won at the cross. We've got children. We've got family that are bound by the powers of darkness. It's time that we rise up in the name of Jesus and in the power of the blood of the Lamb and take that authority that Jesus has given to his church. Hallelujah. And drive back the powers of darkness the Bible said if you will submit yourself to God and resist the devil he will flee from you and it's time for the church to rise up in this day and this hour which we live and drive back the powers of darkness in uh, that is operating in our homes in our families in our lives don't give any place to the devil don't let him have any place in your family He's got no business in your home, in your pocketbook, in your marriage, in your life. The only place he belongs is under your feet. Come on, say amen. He has been stripped by the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, when Jesus bowed his head there at Calvary and said it is finished, he wasn't saying, I am finished. Amen. Well, that's what the devil may have thought. He may have had the idea and thought, well, we've got him now. We've got him now. The Bible says, Paul said in Corinthians, that if the princes of this world had, would have known what, what was up, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The greatest mystery, that the mystery of all times, was what was going to take place when the Lamb of God was slain on Calvary's hill. When Jesus said it is finished, he wasn't finished. The mighty conquering Christ it, at the cross, and the resurrection totally stripped our enemy of his clothes and of his armor. Jesus said this. Listen to it. In Luke chapter 11, in Luke chapter 11, verses 21 and 22, Jesus said that when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. He's talking there, the strong man that he's making reference to there is the devil. He's guarding his, 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 his palace. He was armed. He was a strong man. He has armor. He's, he's got goods there that are held 
by him and those that are held in captivity by him because of the fall and sin. But Jesus went on to say this. When that strong man, he's fully armed. He's guarding his palace. But then he said, but when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. I'm here to tell you, I know who the strong man is that Jesus referred to, but there's a stronger than the strong man and his name is Jesus and he came and stripped him of his armor. I've said it before, the devil's just standing there and his fruit of the looms. He don't even have any armor, glory to God, to protect himself. He's wide open, hallelujah. He's not the powerful foe that you think he is. Not if you know who you are in Christ and know what Christ has done for you. Go ahead and give him glory and praise. Give Jesus praise. Oh, he spoiled principalities and powers and stripped them of their authority. But then he said, and he made a show of them openly. Speaking of Jesus, he made a show of them openly. The New King James says he made a public spectacle of them. Oh, this is the shaming where he literally not only strips Satan of his power and authority, but, but actually openly shamed him before his own cohorts, before the universe, before the angels of heaven, and in the, in the presence of his own fallen angels and principalities and demon spirits and wicked spirits, Jesus made a public spectacle of them. See, the shaming was the second part of this ritual when this losing king had been stripped down to nothing and he was chained then to the chariot and was dragged in the dirt for everyone to see. That conquering general would take that defeated king, chain him to the back of that chariot, totally stripped and naked before everybody and drag him behind his chariot for everybody to see see that total defeat. He was literally shaming him and proving the total defeat of that enemy. That defeated king was totally humiliated. The shaming of that king was a public proclamation that this losing king was truly a defeated foe. And I'm going to tell you something tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what Jesus did to the devil. And shaming is something that Satan cannot stand. It's something that humiliation is something that he hates because as we all know, the very reason that he's in the mess he's in was because of his pride. The very reason that he was cast down and banished from heaven. I'm talking about Satan. I'm talking about Lucifer, the son of the morning, that 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 uh, 
angel of God that was perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in him. He was cast down from heaven because of his pride. If you want to take the time to read it and study it, we won't go there tonight and read it, but in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verses 11 through 19, the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, it talks about the fall of Lucifer and what happened to him. Ezekiel begins in in that passage in Ezekiel 28 by talking to the king of of Tyrus, the king of Tyre. And uh, he was a wicked earthly king, but right in the middle of this prophecy, Ezekiel changes and begins to address the one who is controlling this king of Tyrus, who namely was Satan. And he he begins, Ezekiel does, to describe what happened there in the fall of Lucifer and he tells us and gives us revelation that the devil was a beautiful angel at one time. He is believed to have been actually a worship leader in heaven and have led and and actually led the worship, the angels in worship to God. He was perfect, Ezekiel said, until iniquity was found in him. Isaiah said that Lucifer was lifted up in pride because of his extreme beauty there probably was not an angelic being that was any more beautiful than what Lucifer was but he could not handle the merchandise he could not handle that beauty he began to look at himself he began to desire the worship that he was leading the angelic host to worship the God of all creation on his throne and Lucifer began to desire that worship for himself it wasn't enough for him to be that close to the throne of God he wanted the throne as his very own he wanted that worship as for himself and he made the statement he concocted a plan he deceived his own self and said I know what I'll do I'll rise up and overthrow God I'm going to sit on the throne of the most high I will ascend above the heavens and above the throne of almighty God and I will exalt my throne above his and I will be like the most high that was the plan of Lucifer he was so convincing that he led and deceived a third of the angels to follow him in that rebellion but I can tell you one thing God said no you might think you're going to rise up you might think you're going to overthrow but I'm going to tell you God said that ain't going to happen oh boy and God cast him out of heaven and cast him down and humiliated him before all of his angels come on somebody that's something that Satan cannot stand is that humiliation that shaming bothers the devil more than anything because of his pride and I want to tell you tonight Satan stands before us tonight naked there are no more secrets we know his devices we are not ignorant of his devices there is no temptation taken us but such as is common to man God has stripped him hallelujah shamed him cast him down and defeated him and I'm here to tell you tonight we are aware of all that he tries to do there's victory over the powers of darkness 
witness tonight. Jesus has shamed him. Shamed him. Oh, Peter said, Peter said he he walks about, he roams as a as a roaring lion. Somebody said, Boy, you know that old devil, he's a lion. He's a lion. He's fierce. You know, well, the Bible doesn't say that he's a lion. It said he walks about as a roaring lion. You know what that means? He's all roar. Come on, amen. That roar of that lion out there in the, in the wilderness, in the jungle, just the roar of that lion steals fear in all the other animals. And that's what Satan does tonight. He roars and he boasts and he's always saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get you. Here's what I'm going to Oh, let me tell you something, saints of God. If the devil could do any of what he said he's going to do to you, he'd already done it. Amen. He can't do anything to you. Uh-uh other than what God allows. Come on, somebody. I'm a child of God. You're children of God tonight. You're in the protective hand of the heavenly Father. There's an old lion, a devil out there as a lion prowling around, prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. But I've made up my mind tonight he may not devour me because I am in Jesus. He may not have me. He may not have this church. He may not have this ministry. He may not have my family. Come on somebody. He's roaring and he's hollering but Jesus has already knocked out his teeth when he died on the cross of Calvary. Man, I tell you what. That's shouting territory. Amen. The shaming. There's another lion tonight that my hope is in. And that's that lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. That's the real lion. That's the true lion, the lion of Judah. And that lion, the Lord Jesus, has prevailed and defeated the powers of darkness. The shaming of Satan. But then he said that he triumphed. He made a show of him, of them openly, triumphing. I love that word. That's a victory word. Triumphing over them in it, in the cross. This triumphing over them is the subduing of the devil he stripped him at Calvary he stripped him he shamed him and now hallelujah he subdues him because the victorious king here's what would happen when that when that king when that general that that king would defeat the other king that victorious king would put that defeated king on the ground and he would put his foot Mm, hallelujah on the neck of that defeated king and sh- and raise his fist into the air and that picture 
picture was of that conquering king with his fist raised into the air and the heel of his foot on the neck of that enemy of his showed that he had totally and completely subdued that enemy. This was a visual testimony of victory that had been won. Let me tell you something here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that 4,000 years before Jesus ever came into this world, God spoke a prophecy right after the fall of man in that garden of Eden and God gave a prophecy of a subduing Savior that would come and put his bloody foot on the head of the serpent and crush him. He said that God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. You will bruise his heel, but he will take that bloody heel and he will crush and bruise your head. Somebody ought to shout here tonight, hallelujah, with the sacrifice of the cross accomplished, Jesus Christ put his bloody foot on the devil's neck and totally, completely subdued him and that is where he belongs tonight. He's under the foot of Jesus. God raised Jesus up far above the heavens and God put all things under his feet and I'm telling you tonight, we're a part of his body and we belong to him and he has placed the powers of darkness through his victory at the cross under the feet of the church the children of God we are victorious Satan is subdued oh hallelujah I didn't didn't intend on hollering and spitting and carrying on tonight Paul said to the church at Rome the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly or quickly or without delay. Hallelujah. He's put all things under his feet, under the feet of Jesus. He's given the Lord Jesus to be head over all things to the church. He's over all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named. The name of Jesus is greater. Woo! Hallelujah. I was just reading the other day, the book of Joshua. I got to close. Reading in the book of Joshua, chapter 10 the other day. Let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this in closing. Can I do that? Is that all right? I'm going to do it anyway, okay? <laughs> Amen. Joshua and, and Israel had battled against five kings, five kings that had come out against them. And they had defeated, by the help of God, had defeated these armies. And these five kings had fled and hidden in a cave in a place called Makeda. They were hidden there in the cave. And Joshua comes to, comes to the cave at Makeda. And it was told to him that those five kings were in that in that cave and Joshua comes to where those kings are he when they told him that they were there his people had told him those kings were in there he said roll a stone over that mouth of that cave and seal them in there till I get there 
Joshua comes to the cave at Makeda, and he said in, in Joshua chapter 10, Verse 22, then said Joshua, open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings to me out of the cave. And they did so and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jamuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, those five kings. And listen to this. And it came to pass when they brought out those five kings to Joshua, the enemies of Israel, the enemies of God's people they brought out those five kings to Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the captains of the men of war which went with him come near oh I'm about to shout come near and put your feet upon the necks of these kings and they came near and they put their feet upon the necks of them and Joshua said said to them fear not listen to me fear not nor be dismayed be strong and of good courage for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight listen to me saints of God listen to me tonight abundant life family church Jesus has put his foot on the neck of the devil on the neck of every fallen angel on the neck of of every demon spirit and he's called the church together tonight and he's saying oh don't be afraid little flock don't you fear you look at me standing here triumphant I've subdued your enemy before you I've conquered him before you don't you be afraid don't you be dismayed because listen he said to you tonight thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies that come against you every enemy that you face will be conquered and be defeated they already have been it's already a done deal the problem is that you and I have got to appropriate that victory that Jesus has won people don't know the devil's been defeated so they let him use them as a floor mat and just wipe his feet on them and walk on them as they so desire but I want you to know this is something the devil don't want you to know but it is a fact Jesus has subdued him and given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. You need to give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Worship team, you can come on back. Woo, preach myself out. Preach myself happy and out.